0: this is harry murray at murray's fly shop in edinburgh virginia we'll do our podcast for march for both the trout fishing that we'll be experiencing and the smallmouth bass okay march to me is a very special month because the action is so fast early in march the eplis pluralis mayfly nymphs grow very rapidly and by the second week of march these fellows are pretty close to ready to hatch out they move to the lower section of the stream in the riffles that are well aerated and from here they grow until they're ready to come out now maybe we'll say two weeks later I use the beadhead nymph, the Mr. Rapidan beadhead nymph in a size 12 and 14 to fish for these flies because they often accidentally get washed into the stream and drift down through the pool. I fish these upstream dead drift. I go right to the riffle at the very tail end of the pool, turn and fish upstream dead drift with those mr rapidan bead heads i use the murray's uh either the bright butt or the nymph leader i especially like the uh, nymph leader we have with those two sa indicators on it and i fish those upstream casting right where the riffle drops into the pool and just fan that whole area covering everything up you won't see rising fish yet this is just a little early to see many but by the middle of March, the emergers of the Epris are very heavy. Now, this is a very special fly in the state of Virginia and in actually in the Blue Ridge Mountains and even up into some of the Poconos. It's a heavy hatch it's a big fly and it turns them on but now the way this fly hatches he's one of the very very few mayflies that comes off the stream bottom with his wings partly extended as he heads toward the surface to come off and fly over into the bushes to turn into the dun when I developed the Mr. Rapidana merger I actually put an extended wing Almost like the old wet fly. I put a partly extended wing on the Mr. Rapidana merger. And now the way I fish this is a little differently than the way I fish the nymph. I still locate in the lower part of the pool, maybe in below the riffle even, and cast upstream to the head of the pool, dropping my fly right below the riffle where these nymphs are. As it drifts back down through the pool, I use a 6-inch rod lifting motion to sort of mimic the emerging action of that eplospluralis. Sort of like the listerine lift, but a miniature form of the listerine lift. And I'd pump that as it swims back down. This is a very effective technique, and I cover that whole pool, the average size pool. I might put 10 cast in there to do that, and I might catch five fish in the process. Now, the last half of the month of March, these nymphs are full size. They're emerging, and we're getting the dries on the surface. And it is the heaviest hatch I've ever seen in the mountain streams here in the east. I've seen actually clouds of them. If, if you could come in, I could show you on the map some streams that you can actually look out to the west and see, no question, over a thousand of flies there in the air, mating, laying eggs, falling spent, and also emerging. Now, this is very effective. I go to the Mr. Rapidan Parachute Dry, and I just stay with the dry. From the middle of the march all the way to the tail end, there are so many trout rising in each pool that I don't have any reason to go to anything else. This is very good fishing. It is fast fishing, and it's a great time to hike into these headwater streams, camp. Fish for a long weekend and you'll get some great action. All right, let's look at the bass situation. Now, the bass are finally warmed up enough to want to feed. The only thing of it is they don't want to fight the heavy currents. So, they want to locate in an area that will give them as many minnows as they can catch without really working real, real hard the back eddies which form on the slow side of the river below the riffle now say that again the riffle's rolling down into the main part of the pool on the slow side is where these back eddies form now some of these eddies may only be say five feet in diameter where some of them may be 50 feet in diameter they may be three or four feet deep or they may be eight feet deep but this is an area that is loaded with menace and this is where the bass go see they've gotten away from the current and they've gotten into the feeding stations where there are a lot of menace to match this variety of menace that are in there i go to my tungsten conehead marauder in all three colors i use the olive the pearl and the black And I cover that whole area down through there. Now, I do like to use the sinking tip line with our 6 foot 2X sinking leader. That lets me swim those slowly right along the stream bottom. I strip it about 6 inches every 10 seconds or something like that. If I'm waiting, I can go down the bank side and fan those casts out and cover that back eddy if i'm floating which we often do early in the year i'll anchor the boat even with the head of the back eddy but 30 feet out in the river you're with me now i'm in the boat anchored 30 feet out in the river right right about even with it now from there i'll fan this cast for everything i can reach there maybe 20 30 cast i'll Put the, pull the anchor up, slip down at 10-foot intervals, and again, cover what I can reach with maybe 30 cast. This is going to get you some big fish because that's where they are feeding. This is really some of the finest fishing we get all year, and actually, it's pretty easy to do. But the sink tip will help you on that, especially if you go down to, the, uh, to a 6-foot sinking leader. Now, if you have any questions on areas that are productive on this for either the bass or the trout, ring me or come in. The phone number here is 540-984-4212. Murray's Fly Shop, Main Street, Edinburgh, Virginia. Thank you very much, and just call me if I can help you.